0: The Rick Jensen Show on AM 1150 and 1017 FM WDEL. Looking at some of the most recent numbers here in Delaware, we have uh, 2018 numbers that were compiled by the Delaware Health and Social Services Office. People who have no health insurance in Delaware, about 13%. Why would that be? Now, total uh, white folk, about 8.6% do not have health insurance. Black and African-American, about 11%. And Hispanic and Latino, about 46.5%. We're talking about adults, 18 to 64. Dr. Julia Pillsbury is running for insurance commissioner, and she's on the phone right now. Doctor, thanks for being on.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Can I call you, Julia? Julia.
1: Absolutely.
0: Or or at what rank did you retire from the military?
1: I separated as a major.
0: Major. And uh, tell us the extent of your service. Uh, Where did you start out, and uh, what was your MOS in civilian terms, and what would you do?
1: Well, I started out when I was a medical student, and my MOS was a medical service officer. I was a second lieutenant, and I started out in Fort Hood, Texas. Um, and then while I was in medical school, I did rotations at Tripler Army Medical Center, Madigan Army Medical Center, and Fitzsimmons Army Medical Center. I, When I graduated from medical school in 1981, I became a captain in the Army and did my pediatric residency at Fitzsimmons Army Medical Center. And while I was in my residency, I met my husband, who outranked me, He was a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold it, hold it, hold it, it. stop, stop. Isn't that against the rules?
1: uh, No, it's not. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) all right. And the the Army was very gracious about it. They said, we can keep you together, but it's going to make getting assignments together difficult. Why don't you transfer to the Air Force? (laughs) And the Army allowed me to transfer to the Air Force. And um I went to Eglin Air Force Base in Florida and then Whiteman Air Force Base in Knob Noster, Missouri, which was a missile base at the time, but now it's the home of the stealth bomber.
0: Oh wow. That, that's pretty cool. So so then after military?
1: Well, after the military I worked part time in Missouri while we were getting ready to transfer to Delaware. And then I worked. I worked at the Air Force Base as a civilian. I worked at Dover, and then I picked up a, several part-time jobs. I worked as the um, medical director of the school-based health clinic at Dover High School, and I was the first medical director there. And then um, I also relieved the neonatologist at um, Ken General Hospital. Mm -hmm. And I filled in for many people during Desert Storm. There was a family doctor in town who had just started his practice, and he was in the reserves, and he got called on active duty, and I covered his practice for him as well.
0: So you have a lot of experience with the military, military health insurance, uh, medical insurance, things like that, and you're running against Trinidad Navarro. Trinidad Navarro has some insurance experience. He sold insurance for, I think, two weeks he uh he, yeah he he got this uh and i know trini he's a nice guy and uh, he was a sheriff before in newcastle county and now he's insurance commissioner what, what do you feel like uh is missing from um the department of insurance in regards to what people in delaware need
1: well the health care insurance is really abysmal in delaware there was a recent article by the AMA, and I have been in private practice for the past 30 years. I've, I've run a pediatric practice, and I've watched the health insurance change over time. And people have high premiums, high deductibles, and I think that's why you have such a high number of people that don't have insurance. And there was a recent article that the AMA published And Delaware was in the 10 states with the least competitive health insurance in every category. They were the least competitive for the exchanges. They were in the least competitive for PPO markets. And they were in the least competitive for commercial health insurance. And I feel that's unacceptable. People in Delaware deserve to have a choice. And I have nothing against Highmark. Highmark's a great insurance company. But people should have a choice, and they shouldn't be trapped into the rates of one company. Medicaid, I chaired the Medicaid Medical Care Advisory Committee for many years. And Medicaid under law is required to offer patients a choice. So there's always two plans in the Medicaid market and the ACA is only offering high mark and the rates are just outrageous. And Trinidad has tried to take credit for the reduction in the rates, but it's not because of anything he's done. The federal law says that the ACA marketplace can only the Payers can only have a 20% profit margin, and Highmark was exceeding that. So they had to give money back under federal law, and they had to reduce their rates. It had nothing to do with the current insurance commissioner. And I feel strongly, I, I've been actively involved with health insurance for my employees. I feel that I'm in a good position to offer patients and families in Delaware to competition and better rates.
0: So I have emails here, uh, all about the cost of major medical insurance, the uh, the you know the uh, deductibles three thousand five thousand seven thousand dollars, making it unaffordable to use. Michael, Tiff, uh, Rochelle, Rosita, Jacqueline, and this one from Robin. Does Julia Pillsbury have a plan to make our Obamacare rates equal to our neighboring states? We're much higher than Maryland since we only have one provider. What exactly is the plan? That's the question.
1: Well, my, I think our rates are higher, and I don't understand why they're higher. Um, I don't feel that the health care is that dramatically different in Delaware than it is in Maryland. I don't think that patients, that our families have a higher illness rate than they do in Maryland, and I feel that a lot of it has to do with competition, and my goal is to get a second plan. There were two plans in the Obamacare arena when it started out, and one of them left. I don't know why they left. but I want get additional plans into the marketplace. And I think if we can get some competition, that will drive the rates down.
0: All right. So so let me ask uh, very specifically then, um, how does, let's say that you, let's say people listen to Julia Peel, Pillsbury and say, wow, uh, she's actually been on the Medicaid board for a number of years. Uh, she's a physician. She's actually Experience what it's like from both sides to have insurance that doesn't cover or, you know, what you need to have covered or is not affordable. So let's say people say, "Okay, uh, we're going to give you a shot and they vote for you for insurance commissioner. There you are, and here we are. We, we see that Delaware is not competitive. We don't have enough providers to provide competition. You're talking about allowing competition to come in from other states in maybe what I call the quad-state region. you got Delaware, you know, Jersey, Maryland, Pennsylvania, uh, perhaps even other states. What do you do? What's the process? How do you actually make this competitive model work?
1: Well, I think that I would want to meet with several of the insurance companies. Aetna, as I understand it, was an ACA provider in Delaware, and they left. And I'm unclear about the reasons why they left. I would want to meet with United Healthcare, Aetna, and I would like to know what their interests are, what their problems were, why they left or were, have not bid on Delaware. And then I would start looking at smaller plans from other states. Um, Delaware is one state that doesn't allow people to buy insurance outside of the state of Delaware. I'd like to look at the law and understand why Delaware opted to do that and see if that's something that we need to change. Um, I've heard from people that they found less expensive plans, but when they went to purchase them and they realized they lived in Delaware, the plan wasn't able to meet their needs. So I want to look at all the options.
0: Well, I'm I'm wondering if it has to, I mean, isn't it obvious it has to do with whether or not they can charge enough and mitigate the risk enough in order to pay their employees, for example? In Ohio, there are a number of counties where no insurance company was going to provide any policies for people. I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of people, and so uh, the federal government said, "Oh well, we are now going to uh, we're going to give you a pass. You you don't have to pay the tax for not buying insurance, you know, through the uh, through the ACA because there's none." available and and the insurance companies are asked about this and they said well we're going to go broke and bankrupt if we actually engage in these particular counties in ohio so i'm wondering that's that's probably what's happening here and if so how does one make it more attractive and how many states do you believe need to be competitive and, and allowed to be in delaware to uh, to allow them to mitigate their risks
1: If I'm understanding the question correctly, um you feel that Delaware is high risk.
0: I don't know. I'm just wondering that that I I guess it's uh, they're not making enough money. That's my guess is that they're not making enough money to be able to you know stay in business and pay their employees. So it happened uh, in Ohio.
1: Well, I think there are many different things that insurance companies do and some of them make good business sense, and some of them might question the business sense of. Um, some plans are very restrictive on ordering tests, and I think if they looked at the physicians in their network, they would find that it's a very small number that order excessive tests, and those physicians need to be monitored and have them prior approved, but the other providers use good judgment and they probably are cost effective and they shouldn't put as many barriers in the way of the physician who wants to order a specific test.
0: So how Um, much authority does an insurance commissioner here in Delaware have in order to compel insurance companies to do that?
1: Well, we have to approve every plan. The insurance commissioner has to sign off on every plan that writes insurance in Delaware. And so I would, I would raise those questions when I'm meeting with the payers. I'd ask them, how many physicians do you have that inappropriately order MRIs? How many times? Because there, there's a heavy Prior authorization process with many of the plans, and the patients and the doctors have to jump through a lot of hoops to get things approved. And I don't think most physicians need those limitations and need to fight as aggressively as we have to. There probably are some that abuse or over-order testing, and that group can be monitored. But I don't know that they need to have the same rules for everyone. And they can probably cut cost if they don't have that process. Yeah. So I think there are many things that can be done within the payer system. And Mr. Navarro just has no experience with health insurance.
0: Well, I would think and he would now, having, having served in the office for a while. It. Pardon me?
1: But he obviously hasn't done anything to fix the health insurance problem in Delaware.
0: Yeah, I've got a, um, a, a text message here from Cass. My friend had Obamacare. Her primary care physician did not accept it. The premiums increased so much she couldn't afford it. No to Obamacare. I, I hear that quite often from people. So just can you bullet point some fixes for this for people? In addition to what you've talked about, you know, competition from other states, talking to those insurance companies, uh, asking what do you need to be able to come into Delaware. So it is competitive. We have more than one insurance company uh, in here, or two insurance companies. And uh, and for people who have high deductibles and such, I mean, is there any any state, any local fix for that specifically, whether it's a separate fund or, or something, uh, you know, outside of a health savings plan? Because if it's $7,000, gosh, most people can't, save you know that much money in a health care savings plan is there any way for a state especially a small state like Delaware I think this is what I'm asking Julia is, is there any way for a state to overcome that very specific problem of the high deductible with the Obamacare
1: um excuse me yeah, you I'm could, sorry, I d- forgot to turn the ringer off on my cell phone.
0: That's um, fine. I to say. Say, I'm busy with Rick just for two more minutes. Just, that's,
1: <laughs> I totally forgot. It's my grandchildren fine. calling. No, to I say just hello.
0: Say, no, I'm the guy um, who does that in church. Come on, it's it's
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did it before we started. Um, the I th- I. I honestly cannot explain why rates have increased as much as they have and why deductibles have increased as much as they had. And I've watched. I mean, when I started in practice, people had a 2 and a $5 copay. Yeah. And that's common. And now people are paying a lot of money. Now, they don't pay for well child care. They don't pay for a lot of preventive services. Those are covered by the plan. So mm-hmm. immunizations and so forth are covered, mammograms. And so those kinds of screening tests that prevent cancer or identify it early are covered. Um, but I don't really understand how we got to these high deductibles, and it seems to have happened when Obamacare came into effect. Well,
0: yeah. Well, well and of course, I
1: don't yeah. understand the rationale with the payers, um, unless it was just because they felt they were taking on more risk. And it is a small percentage of people that will drive the cost of health care. And in Medicaid that's a very clear that's very clearly identified. Um, <clears throat> you know, that. For instance, Medicaid started out as a program for children, and very few children have serious problems, but the few that do can eat away at the revenue of that plan, and it doesn't take very many people to tackle and attack an insurance plan and its solvency, but I don't believe that we have that many seriously ill people in Delaware that our rate should have jumped as dramatically as it did. And- now, well, I've also
0: invited Trini to be on the show, and I can ask him about that as well. Uh, this is Dr. Julia Pillsbury, running for insurance commissioner. we got about one minute here. So, uh, so as we, we wrap up, just uh, you know, give your best pitch as to why folks should vote for you instead of Trini tomorrow.
1: I've had a lot of experience in healthcare and healthcare finance. I've served on um, three AMA committees. I've been on the Practice Expense Advisory Committee, uh, the committee that evaluates physician payment, and I've been on the coding committee, which is the highest committee the AMA has. I've consulted with Medicare through those committees and we've established the fee schedule. We've contributed. I won't say we established. We contributed to the fee schedule for Medicare, and I feel strongly that that experience is invaluable in trying to tackle the health insurance problem that we're having in Delaware, and I don't see that Trinidad has that experience. He has No health insurance experience, no background, and he's obviously done nothing in the four years that he's been in office. And I think it's time for a change.
0: All right. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, Major and Dr. Julia Pillsbury, running for insurance commissioner. And you can learn more at drjuliapillsbury.com. Thanks for your time. I appreciate
1: it. Thank you. More Rick Jensen next on AM
0: 1150 and 1017 FM WDEL.